The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only, is not investment advice, and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied, and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. This episode, we wanted to bring back some content from last season, sharing more about what it's like to be in the Academy and how you can succeed here. You'll hear from Jean Hornstein, who you met earlier in the season, plus a PM and Academy graduate talking about how they built their careers. Enjoy. I would say the rigor of the academy, it's a really great introduction to the real job where every day we're being bombarded with so much information. The academy is actually more rigorous than our undergraduate schedules. In college, you take maybe two or three classes a day and you have half the day off. In the academy, you're in the classroom for most the entire day. And then you're doing coursework for the next day for months. And then after that point, you're actually doing pitches. It's a really great introduction to the real job where Every day we're being bombarded with so much information and you're trying to process what actually matters versus what doesn't. That's Sterling Schwartz, an analyst at our firm, talking about his time in Point72 Academy. It's a place you'll learn both big picture thinking as well as more granular analysis. You'll be exposed to new ideas and challenged to adopt creative reasoning when it comes to problem solving. And that's the topic of today's episode what success looks like as a student in Point72 Academy. Hi, I'm Jamie Goodfriend, founder and director of Point72 Academy. Point72 Academy is a pretty unique place. Since 2015, we've taught over 100 students to do in-depth research and better understand the market, earning many of them the role of investment analysts at our hedge fund. Our belief is that great talent can be sourced from anywhere. We look for candidates with a diversity of perspectives because we want people who think differently. We value performance, not pedigree. And that's what this podcast is all about. If you've ever wondered what an investment analyst does, and if it could be a good fit for you, then consider this your window into that world. I'm here to give you a sense of what the job is like and explain how Point72 Academy can help get you there. From finding out if you're well-suited to this industry, understanding the adventure you're about to embark on, getting the necessary training, and building the skills and expertise you need to make that final leap from student to professional. Your first job out of school is important. It can set the tone for the rest of your career. I've been where you are now. I understand what it's like. And I'm here to help. Today on the show, we answer the question, what does success look like as a student in the academy? We'll start by talking about the big ideas that inform the core curriculum, what qualities we look for in candidates, and the skills our students think are important to be successful. And you'll hear from an analyst and a portfolio manager as they reflect on the academy and their own professional journeys. Some of our analysts come to us with finance experience, while others don't. 
But what all Point72 grads have in common is a passion for problem solving, creative thinking, and connecting the dots. So come join me on this journey. Today, we're talking to Jean Hornstein, a senior faculty member of the Academy who designs curriculum. Jean, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm excited to be here. I'd love to start by talking about what it is that you do at Point72 Academy. I'm the senior faculty member of the Academy. I lead the curriculum design and concept. What does that really mean? Well, I work a lot in the curriculum and thinking about what tickers and industries to work on, depending on what skills and learning lessons we want to teach. And I do a lot of coaching of academy analysts, really focusing on helping them think through monetization, you know, how to take all the research they've done on a company and translate into thinking about how the stock might perform. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you've worked as a senior analyst yourself and as a portfolio manager. So how does that inform your coaching style? What I realized when I was an investor is that my great ideas were very elegant and simple when it came down to it. There's really only one to two things that matter for every idea. But being able to boil it down into the one to two components that matter is actually very hard. It's like your college thesis. You know it so well that you can simplify all the complexities and explain it to a kindergartner. So when I coach, I'm trying to get to those one to two things that I think matter. You also spend a lot of time, Jean, I think, evaluating candidates that we bring into the academy. So I consider you to be one of my best experts in thinking about what the firm looks for in new hires. You know, what is it that you really find stands out as you're evaluating candidates to join Point72 Academy? We look for really intellectually curious people who have a healthy sense of skepticism right? An ability to dig deep into why things are happening because investing is hard work, right? Thinking through what really makes sense and separating signal from noise and getting daily feedback from the market can be very relentless. So it takes patience. It takes resolve. It takes consistency of process, but also flexibility of thought so that you can recognize when you're wrong and be willing and have the ability to take risk over and over. When you hear from the academy students as they give you feedback, what do you think stands out in terms of skills they really want to focus on or improve upon? I think the most common thing that analysts want to improve upon is connecting the narrative and the numbers. Either they understand the story, but they can't quite connect it to how much the company might earn in the future, or they have a view on some metric like units or pricing, but it's too narrowly focused and they can't contextualize why it matters to the business. What we really focus on in our teaching is critical thinking, thinking through the why of the why, right? It's not enough just to think about, okay, something is happening. This is the cause and effect. But we teach people to ask the next question. And then thinking through competition and how it impacts this whole ecosystem, all of that is important to put together with the story to understand the underlying assumptions you're underwriting when you're doing research on the stock and forming an opinion. We teach people to do this in a compliant way. We operate in the public markets, which means that much of what we want to know is unknowable. So we're just trying to construct some logical scenarios, assess the probability of those scenarios, and see how it might play out. Sounds like you have some pretty strong views on what you think sets the best analysts apart. What do you think? I think the best analysts balance conviction with flexibility of thought and seek out the opposing view. If you understand the opposing view and you can refute it with evidence, you should have even more conviction in your view. 
Conversely, if you can't, you now have a better appreciation of the risks and where you could be wrong and if there's something you're missing. How does hiring people from diverse backgrounds and perspectives distinguish the firm or distinguish the academy or a team? Diversity of background leads to diversity of thought and diversity of ideas. We don't want the same crowded ideas, which means that we need to turn on more faucets to source talent and we need fresh perspectives and different backgrounds. Thinking back to my own time as an analyst, and I'm sure yours too, I don't think people really thought about it that way. So maybe to our audience and our listeners, why should someone join this industry right now? So the best thing about being an investor is that the world is always changing, which means that you are always learning new things. It's like the most dynamic job you could have. And even if you cover the same sector, companies change, narratives change, which is both exciting and challenging about the job. So when I think about tectonic shifts in the world, electric vehicles, green energy, space travel, digital health, these are huge generational changes, which are going to lead to new winners and losers. That's going to cause some friction. That's going to cause misperceptions on what's happening and the pace it's happening at. This creates plenty of opportunity for ideas. I can't think of a more exciting time to be an investor. Jean, thanks so much for joining us. It's been great chatting with you. Jean Hornstein spoke to us from our office in New York. Jean gave us a glimpse of the big picture that informs teaching at Point 72 Academy. Now, let's get a little more granular and travel inside the classroom so that you can get a feel for the kind of creative discussion that goes on here. One of the things that I love the most about Point 72 Academy is that you can really come from any background and still be absolutely great at putting the puzzle pieces together and connecting the dots. Part of this process is understanding that the market is a chaotic system influenced by specific events. And while it's nearly impossible to predict the future, we can try to better understand how these events can serve as catalysts for larger change. Today, we'll be looking at how an unlikely hero forever changed public health, creating ripple effects that no one could have predicted. He was a doctor trying to solve one of the most pervasive problems in America, dirty water. To start, let's travel back to the year 1908 in Jersey City. In 1908, life expectancy in America is only about 50 years but it doesn't have to be that way. That's what John Leal believes. And he's got a bold but simple idea to fix it. Clean the water they drink. In his home laboratory, he experiments with a host of different chemicals, trying to figure out which ones will destroy germs but not affect humans. And he finally hits on one, calcium hypochlorite, better known as chlorine. This could be the antidote to the typhoid epidemics raging in American cities. At the time, Jersey City's drinking water is riddled with bacteria. And the only way to make dirty water clean is to treat it with chemicals. Meanwhile, Leal's working for the city's water company, so he adds chlorine to the water supply. And it works. Infant mortality rates in Jersey City are cut in half. Typhoid-related deaths are down 25%. The chlorine is effective. The city is safer. Here's our first ripple. Leal's experiment with chlorinated water is such a success 
that chlorine is added to city water supplies across America. By 1914, 53% of Americans consume chlorinated water from their taps, and life expectancy increases. But here's where it gets really interesting. Several years after Lille's innovation, a handful of entrepreneurs, inspired by chlorine's ability to kill waterborne germs, launch a new bleach-based cleaning product. At first, they market it to factories, but sales lag, so they take a different approach. They target their product at homeowners, and sales explode. Soon, bleach is adopted as a household cleaning agent. This leads to the development of branded bleach products, which become synonymous with household hygiene. And it lays the foundation for other cleaning products that quickly become bestsellers. These products are so popular that companies begin buying ad space in newspapers and magazines. But things really start to pick up speed when these companies invest in radio and television commercials. These ads strengthen the cultural narrative of household cleanliness. Americans are barraged by messages linking poor hygiene to social shame. The cleanliness revolution has begun. Its most powerful tool? Marketing. Personal hygiene companies first use radio and later television to launch a new form of advertising in the form of sponsored content. Its name? The Soap Opera. Love of Life, the exciting story of Vanessa Dale and her courageous struggle for human dignity. And soaps would go on to become some of the longest-running shows on television, launching a storytelling format still popular today and establishing an audience which still generates revenue, devoted fans. So let's recap. In the early 20th century, harmful bacteria caused immeasurable chaos in modernizing societies. One bold doctor added chlorine to Jersey City's water supply, which resulted in measurable health benefits and led to chlorinated drinking water becoming the standard across the country. The popularization of chlorine later inspired entrepreneurs to market bleach as a household cleaning product. And as the cleaning product industry grew, so did their use of radio and television advertising, including their incredibly innovative marketing tactic, the creation of the soap opera. Perhaps no one would have linked Dr. Leo's chlorination of public drinking water to the birth of modern advertising. But these kinds of stories are playing out across the markets every single day. Understanding how this one chemical changed public health and set off a chain reaction of events that would seem otherwise unrelated helps us better anticipate how the market works. That's what we teach you every day at Point72 Academy. The fact is, you don't have to have a background in finance or business when you arrive. At Point72 Academy, we help you build a complete skill set that enables you to develop unique insights and differentiated viewpoints. Next, I'd like you to meet a portfolio manager and analyst who talk about life as a student at the Academy and then as a professional at our hedge fund. I would say the rigor of the Academy, it's a really great introduction to the real job where every day we're being bombarded with so much information. My name is Sterling Schwartz. I'm a research analyst with Josh Klosk in TMT. I think the most memorable part of my internship here was actually the one-month rotation on a team 
I spent a month with that team building out a few models, just really understanding one little ecosystem. And so I will never forget that. The people in my class, many of whom are still at the firm, were also some of the highlights. We had people that were linguistics majors, people that were bio majors, people that had never looked at companies before. And then you had people like myself that, you know, I've been in investing in some form or another since I was 12 or 13 years old. And it's just the combination of these people from different backgrounds, both intellectually and geographically, and made it worthwhile. What really sets analysts apart to me is two things. The first is a genuine passion and interest in the industry. My name's Josh Klosk. I'm a PM in the LaunchPoint program at Point72. I cover TMT. You have to have a passion for learning about businesses, understanding private equity type things. And then you also have to have a passion for understanding how that all translates into a stock. We talk a lot on the team about separating the business from the stock. The other attribute that I think is really important and is probably the most important attribute to me is intellectual honesty. The most dangerous type of analyst to me is an analyst that is too sure of himself or herself. Sterling has a lot of the attributes that I look for in an analyst. He's smart, he's hardworking, he's diligent, but honestly, that's all table stakes. You wouldn't be an analyst on my team or an analyst at the firm if you didn't have those attributes. What I think sets him apart is a couple things. One is his obvious and genuine passion for investing. And secondly, he approaches everything with a skeptical lens. He doesn't take facts at face value necessarily. He always digs one step deeper. He brings a level of skepticism that I find really comforting because when he comes to me with an idea or thoughts about a company's prospects, I know he's really kind of vetted those prospects before bringing them to me. This is a highly entrepreneurial culture at Point72, and I mean that through and through. The firm opened a lot of doors for me. They want you to build a long-term career here. Josh Klosk and Sterling Schwartz spoke to us from our office in New York. Today's show focused on answering the question, what does success look like as a student in Point72 Academy? And if you're still thinking about entering this industry, here's some things to keep in mind. Thinking through what really makes sense and separating signal from noise and getting daily feedback from the market can be very relentless. So it takes patience. It takes resolve. It takes consistency of process, but also flexibility of thought so that you can recognize when you're wrong and be willing and have the ability to take risk over and over. I think it's really important to step away sometimes from the model and realize these are real companies with real people and you want to be someone that they trust and they will pick up the phone for you and you don't want to just be that analyst that does good work but no one really knows you. You actually want to be out in the field to a certain extent. The best thing about being an investor is that the world is always changing, which means that you are always learning new things. It's like the most dynamic job you could have. And even if you cover the same sector, Companies change, narratives change, which is both exciting and challenging about the job. I can't think of a more exciting time to be an investor. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Becoming a Hedge Fund Analyst inside Point72 Academy. 
Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and others on the ins and outs of this industry and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors.